All right, everybody. It is nine o'clock. I'm waiting on my coffee. <laughs> uh, you are in the Truck and Breakfast Club here on the Truck and Breakfast Club platform. Definitely hit that greenhouse at the top um, to join our club. If you like, if for some reason you can't take notes during this, if you find information valuable, definitely look us up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just look up Trucking Breakfast Club. You will find us. Also, if you love us, rate it, review it. Let us know what you think. I uh, feel like, you know, we'll ask for much. <laughs> and that's the least, you know, that, that can be done, even if it's only a couple words. We love you guys. And we hope that you guys support us in that way. Um, we'll go ahead and let everybody introduce themselves. I'm Kelsey. Um, I'm a small carry out of Atlanta. Also owner of Legacy Trucking Consultant, where we do compliance and a little back office uh, for trucking companies. And yeah, good morning, Keisha. Good morning, y'all. My name is Lakeisha. I'm owner operator of the Dispatch Hub. I'm here offering dispatching education. I like you guys to know that March 27th is going to be our last class until me and my um, co part co co instructors uh, get it back together. Um, so yeah, let's get in today. I love it, Desi. Introduce yourself. Or Henry. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm Henry out of Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, small carrier. You know, I know you use all my media and uh, marketing talents and my, my logistical business. What's up, Bree? What's poppin', y'all? What's poppin'? It's Bree. I'm a freight broker, uh, owner of Carter and Bruce Logistics, based out of Atlanta. Today I'm on the road, but I'm with y'all. Bree is going to get my truck, y'all. This is why I love this network. Delana, introduce yourself. Good morning, everyone. My name is Delana. I'm the owner of Prestige Financial Services Group. I do tax preparation, accounting, bookkeeping. Um, I help with business formation and soon to be a small carrier. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, woo. Get him, Delana. Oh, y'all heard my baby was cheering for you, D. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So the thing. Thank you. <laughs> Desi, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. I had a call. Yeah, this is Desi. I'm here in the heart of the ATL, not at the flames, like Keisha was saying. I'm a small carrier. <laughs> um, out here get get getting it this morning. How y'all doing? I'm doing good. He done quoted Shotty Lowe's Get 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 Me. Did say he was near the flame. I bet you they know Dead's name, but I bet you they know him by name. They probably call him Pop Pop too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all know oh, Shotty Lowe came by here. He did one last ride by here. Man. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into this. As you know, yesterday we touched a lot on hot shots. Um, we um I know there's probably a lot more that we can discuss, and we actually have something coming very, very soon. We are adding an additional show to the Truck and Breakfast Club um, platform focused focused strictly on hot shots and um, car hauling, uh, which we'll talk about that more at a later date. Um, however, today, for some reason, I was just sitting thinking this morning. And I was like, what can we talk about? What can we talk about? Because um, a lot of times I have, well, I have the content and then I'll like send it to the group and I'll be like, what y'all think about this? What y'all think? And then we'll just edit it all together. 
or whatever. But this morning I was just thinking and I was like, you know what? I want to talk about kind of Keisha touched on it yesterday when she was talking about hot shots, but how um, trucking really is kind of a second chance type of industry. Um, Obviously we all know there's a lot of old trucking too, you know, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, a lot of people are in here for a second chance. Like, um, I know I've worked with a driver in the past, um, and he actually, you know, we were pretty much giving him a second chance when he started driving for us. Um, you know, he was homeless and everything. So he literally lived in the truck, you know, um, for a little bit and he ended up being able to get a home and a car and like all this stuff. So, um, I know there's a lot of different type of second chances that you can do. So, and I want to talk about all of it. If you've ever had an experience where you've dealt with a second chance driver, I know I want Desi to elaborate on what he wants to do with that because he actually, and Keisha does it as well, you know, hiring felons and different things like that. That's pretty much what I want to touch on today. Trucking is a second chance for some people. Um, Keisha, what do you think about this topic? I think it's give or take. Um, you definitely have those people um, that were incarcerated for no reason. Like, I play with y'all all the time, but Kelsey and Desi know, like, I went to jail for 15 days. Um, with Remember I told you, Kelsey, and under somebody's name that was just like my name in Texas. So when I sat there, I was like, you know what? I, I really don't know what they're talking about. I cried for some days. It was 15 days till they cleared my name. And I was in the army at the time too. So saying that, I just wanted to let y'all know, like it's a lot of people behind bars that necessarily don't need to, that didn't do, didn't do it. So when I did that, when I had that experience and then when we started trucking, I was like, all right, Keisha, you was on that side of the railroad before. Like, are you going to give these people another chance? And I do. I mean, I've been burnt. Y'all know about the crackhead. I've been burnt. But then again, I've also had some successful stories as well. So it's a it's a give or take, but I'm not I'm not taking out um not hiring felons out my criteria because they work harder. They have something else to prove. And I, I wanna see them get better and I wanna see them grow. Is there a certain like when you when and if you do run a background check, is there some things where you can't kind of like, oh, no, that, that that's not going to work. That's kind of the one where it's like, oh, we can't do anything, that. Anything sexual, anything, sex, any sexual contact, any assault, uh, pedophiles, like, I won't take them. It's just not in my heart to take them. They got to, they got to, they got to uh, hear from another because not me. But, but I will say, okay, um, I had this one driver that had a statutory rape uh, charge, right? But it was like he was 18 and she was 16. So, I, I mean, after he explained it and brought and had, like, proof, I, my heart was at ease. But, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I agree with you on that on that type of, you know, charge or whatever. Um, because I actually, my, one of my, I have, only have, like, three male cousins. And he's the oldest out of all of us. And I don't know if y'all know anything about Louisiana, but Louisiana's justice system is extremely unfair. Like, like it's it's the worst. So he got charged when he was 15 or 16 as an adult for the same thing, Keisha, 
for you know it actually was kind of a racial type thing yeah my brother did too my brother did my um we fought like years to get it off his <laughs> yeah he's still in there though my cousin's still in there Uh, Kelsey, cut out. You know, that's, that's how it did when you drive. He said he was still incarcerated. That's horrible. Yeah, I actually um, had a cousin recently. They actually locked him up, and they didn't even have a reason to lock him up. But they still was able to keep him in there for almost two years. And you even should. when he was getting out, they was trying to make him do a plea deal. And even the judge, luckily oh. one of the judges he went to, they was like, you know, you need to fight this, you know, because th there's nothing there. There's no... You know, there's no crime. They're not even charge you for anything. But he just wanted to get out. And if he didn't get out that day, they just want to send him to another county. And he wouldn't have saw nobody for like three years. So it's like you kind of sometimes you get put in the system and they kind of lock you in. You know, it's, 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 it's a terrible situation. It's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't want to disclose mine, but I was driving a truck. Um, We did our own Diddy moves in the Army. So if you know what Diddy move is, Diddy move is you move your own stuff. So we got these trucks and stuff, you know, country, you know, I was married to somebody country. So I was driving one truck. He was driving another truck. So we were driving through Louisiana and we got pulled over and he, he had like his guns and stuff thrown out at me. And it was a food stamp fraud charge. I'm like, what? So I stayed in there 15 days, y'all. No lies. 15 days till they cleared my name. The military couldn't even clear my name. They was just like, this is not her. This You have the wrong social. It took a judge. And they tried to do the same thing, Henry. They It took a judge to say, you if she's in the military, this can't be her. Because, you know, I had a security clearance. So, I mean, God, man, that experience itself was something. And, I mean, that's why when she said we're doing second chances, I'd be like, man, I got to tell my story. Because this is why I give second chances. Because that was crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Desi, um, tell the people a little bit about, um, you don't have to go too deep, but a little bit about you and kind of how you are. That's one of the main things that you're wanting to do in trucking and kind of how you're structuring that. Is he there? He went inside the blue flame. Oh. I'm here. I'm here. No. Like, I'm here. I can hear you. I can hear you. What's that? Say what you want me to tell again, Kelly. No, I want so today we're talking about second chances. So I want you to talk about how trucking was a second chance for you and how that's one of your main missions and main visions for your company is to um not cater to those people but give them a second chance in any kind of way. Definitely, definitely. Um for those of you who don't know, I gave myself a second chance through trucking. Um I was a fire chief, that's why I always talk about um having a, a master's degree in safety. Well, I was in Afghanistan and I was in charge of all the contracts for firefighting. Put some of my people on, blah, blah, blah. Didn't work out too well for me. As a result, I got 18 months in the brig. <laughs> okay. So after that, I had to come I'd been on the top. I had to come all the way back. And one of the things I always wanted to do was be an entrepreneur. I didn't understand, you know, all the hindrances that having a record gives you. But one thing about trucking um, is that trucking only look at your credentials. I mean, like Keisha said, and what I do, because now I know. Um, I give people second chance because this is my second chance. And 
long as they don't have any, you know, like child, you know, rape, things of that, I'll give them a chance, you know. And, you know, a lot of times in trucking, it doesn't matter per se your background. It matters more so your driving record um, in trucking. Also, there's companies that will give you financial aid and assistance if you hire felons. So it's not a significant risk. Um, drivers in themselves are like, you know, high maintenance anyway. So you might have to pay more attention in terms of um, communicating with a PO or somebody, the whereabouts of your person. But um, after a while, it'll come to pass. So it was definitely a great avenue to, you know, come back up. And that's what I did, and I allow others to do it as well. So that's so my story. You mentioned there was, you said there was money that you could get. Do you mean as far as like being a company who hires those that were previously re, uh, incarcerated? There are like grants and different things like that, or what? You definitely, definitely. There, um, like there's comp, there's grants, there's federal monies. Um, state and federal monies that will provide your company, they'll basically ensure you that if something happens while you're, you know, as a result of the person that you're, you know, the second chance person that you have on board, they will reimburse and cover you financially so that it won't negatively impact your business. So what do you think you would have been doing, Desi, had you not started your trucking or started, gotten your CDL? Um, and giving yourself a second chance, what do you think you would have been doing? Man, this was it for me because I tried being an electrician, hated it, wasn't good at it. I'm I'm probably the most non-mechanical person you will run into. I look like this, but I'm not like that. Um, so, um, I really don't know. I mean, I like I said, I burned myself because. You know, firefighting and that, you know, I have the credentials. I could go back overseas, but I've been gone too long in terms of being overseas anyway. So I wanted to be home. Um, it's so many things in the States. Like, okay, I seen the Eiffel Tower. I lived in Africa, but I never did simple things like went tailgating <laughs> at a HBCU um, football game. I never Hello. did simple things. So, I mean, I'm home. I want to just spend time with my family. I bring my son and grandsons on the road with me in the summertime. So it's a perfect blend. You get to talk on the phone. You get to sleep when you get tired. And I don't like nobody standing over me. <laughs> you know, um, I don't like I'm kind of allergic to nine to five. So it was a perfect it was a perfect opportunity for me um, in terms of finding something I could do, like to do. And that gave me freedom. You know, because being in the military don't give you freedom. Um, being in the brig didn't give me freedom. <laughs> so it kind of craved freedom and time with my family. So I got both. So how was it? I, I know before you and I have discussed it, and you said one of the things that you liked about it was that, which I think a lot of people actually like about truck driving, is like the peace of mind when you're just driving. Um, and I think you had mentioned that when you did decide to do trucking that was one of the things that you loved the most was just the fact that you could just drive and just like like you said nobody was looking over your shoulder and things like that 
Um, Henry, I think I cut out when you were speaking, but what do you think about this topic? I mean, this, I mean, I actually think it's good for the second chance just because there's so many times that, that people wind up getting incarcerated and it's not their fault. You know, it's not, there's no fault of their own. It's just because the cop had a bad day or it could have been because we was young and was doing something or just hanging out with somebody you ain't really supposed to. And that one thing happens and it's like, it ruins your whole life and it shouldn't be that way. You know, a lot of people get second chances. Why can't we give second chances to our own people? Like even in my family, there's people, you know, things happen and I'm very understanding of that. And as, as long as there's nothing crazy, like, you know, Desi and Lakeisha says, I'm understanding that and willing to, you know, willing to help out where I can. If you are hard working, then yeah, let's go work. I'm, I'm very okay with yeah. that. So let me take it from a different standpoint and thinking, what do you think as far as second chances go about like encouraging more people to even get into trucking? Because a lot of people aren't even into Akisha, like young kids that's coming up. You know what I'm saying? you got kids that are in school, different things like that. What if they possibly don't want to go to school? Would you encourage them to go into trucking, maybe to get their CDL or anything like that? That question's for anybody. Thank you, Bree. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to say, uh, I encourage everybody to be in trucking. I don't know. I, I love it so much that, you know, I don't know. Especially, like, my um, people I, I came up with. And I see them not doing too much of their life. And, you know, or working warehouses. They're just jumping from job to job. And I'm like, well, shoot, get your class B. Get your class A. Um, you could be a, a mechanic. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things. And it's feels you could be dispatcher, broker. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, you can work on the trucks. Um, it, it's like you could just be an investor. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I always try to convince people to do it. I don't know why. <laughs> my family be like, everybody can't be a truck driver like you or something like that. But it's not necessarily me just telling them to be a truck driver. It's just me just encouraging them to get into this field. Because I feel like this field saved my life. I can't say it was a second chance. For me, it was like a, a just like a first chance almost. Like I found something I was good at, and I fell in love with like the whole industry. Even though it stresses me out, like you know what I'm saying, it has its days. But I feel like it's completely worth it, and I can't see myself doing nothing else. Uh, I can't see myself doing. Anything what was you doing before? Um, I was actually working in warehouses, but I started doing high load driving, so I was loading the trucks. So I started talking to enough truck drivers and I'm like, okay, they coming in telling me they making about 3000 a week. And I got another one coming in saying he just make 1200 a week. I got another one coming in and say he got about four, five trucks and shoot, you know what I'm saying? He bringing in over uh, about a hundred thousand or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So and I'm like a month or he grossing like a hundred. I can't even remember, but, uh, I, of course, I followed the numbers. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I just was like, I feel like when I first started, I didn't have no, it wasn't like a, you know, something, I, it wasn't a dream or something I just really wanted to do. It was more of like, okay, I'm working a job I already hate now. I can at least get this to try and get paid for it. But I end up being good at it. I end up getting really addicted to it as far as like, just, I don't know. I look up, I'm getting paid again. I like, I, I like that. I don't know about anybody else. But, uh, and it's, it's not little chunks of money. I was getting paid like four times the amount I was doing in the warehouses. 
So it was just a that was just a bonus. Man, what else? What you had, Henry? I was about to say, but also get like, this is one of the things I had in my mind too, as I was thinking about starting a trucking company is it's it's a way to put, put people on that need, need the work. You know, it's like some of the other stuff you got to have, you know, certain kind of skill sets or certifications or anything like that. And it's like, kind of like, all right, you got to be salesy or something like that. But I feel like when you start a trucking company and as you grow, you can have people grow with you. Like, yeah, you can learn dispatching or you can learn to work on a truck. There's like little you know, that you could be a driver. There's, there's ways that you can kind of position people around you actually. So you can create jobs, you know, there's definitely a job because this is a business you don't want to do all by yourself, you know? So it's definitely a, 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 it's a business that you, you know, you could put other people on with. And that's one of the things I like about it. Yeah. Go ahead. Desi. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking of what Henry said and how Bree operates. You could put your whole family on. Uh, one of the things you need to look at, when you're looking at, you know, what industry you're going to get in is, you know, how much money does that industry um, accumulate? And trucking is now a trillion dollar, not a billion, a trillion dollar industry. And um, so in order for you to make big money, you you just got to find your money, find, a, you know, an industry that's big enough for you to get it. And, you know, I think I could get me an M out of a T, you know? Yeah. I wanted to say, too, like, well, my kids, y'all know I got a lot of kids. My not a lot. <laughs> my um oldest, the oldest, she goes to Tuskegee. She's going to school to be a doctor, but she always tells me she was just like, you know what, mom, I I really want to do what you do. And she was just like, you know, veterinarian. A veterinarian is so doesn't even get paid like that. And I'm like, well, why am I paying for this? But I understand, you know, you got to you got to even though you're building an empire, you got to let them. You got to let them see on their own what an empire do. My son as well. Like, I'm going to buy him a box truck. He got to get busy. Um, My middle son, I don't know right now. But my baby girl, oh, my God. She'll do a commercial for me. She'll tell me she's future CEO of the Dispatch Hub. I mean, little mama lit. Yeah, she's so good. I just, I just really think that, you know, I'm passing down something. Man, it's not nothing. It's not no no weak industry. Like, you know, they need us. Like, logistics rule the world. Like, I mean, you don't, you guys got to understand the history of transportation and understand, It's it, even though we see a lot of people in this room, it's still not a lot of brown people in this industry. And yeah. we, got, we got to get a piece of it. We got to get a piece of it. And we got to run it respectfully in the right way. So and we have to give people a second chance as well. And we do. And we do because that's those are um, where our major hard workers come from is from a second chance. Now, I done sat here and told y'all my business on what happened to me. I cannot imagine. I just was in there 15 days. I cannot imagine anybody's institutionalized mind sitting for longer than that because my my mind was spinning, rolling. But I, I never forget this lady. I was in the cell with her. She told me, she was like, you know what? It's all of mine, baby. They can't hold you forever. And I took that, I took that with me and I took it along with me in everything I did. Right. Okay, so let's talk about this. Y'all know I love to do research. So let's talk about, as a carrier, we have to do drug tests. So what if you pull someone's background and their charge has something to do with like marijuana? Would you still kind of... Would you still consider them to work with you or no? If it had to do with 
with something to do with drugs to where you didn't really know if like, you know, that would happen again? I'll say marijuana is a, a throw up in the air because mm-hmm. I really feel like it's it's almost legal. So it's something it's well, let's just talk drugs in general. Drugs in oh, general. Drugs, I don't drugs just mean in general. It's, vehicle. it's just a different type of drugs. Like I had a crackhead on my team. And then I had a a, a, a opiate a, a guy that was um strung out on opiates. Like it's it's just different, but you know, just like insurance will say, and just like you would say compliance, Kelsey, because you're real big on it. I still gotta run the business. We gotta yeah. we gotta get you some help. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna say one of the things that you absolutely cannot do is um it's a regu- it's a <laughs> it's a regulation against hiring someone who got caught with drugs or you know anything illegal with a felony in an actual commercial vehicle. So like, you know, if they was transporting some work, you can't necessarily give them a second chance, unfortunately, which I don't know who would want to, but um Henry, I think you had something on that too. I seen you unmute. Um what did you have on that? No, nah, actually I was about to say the same thing you were saying like I'm okay with giving people second chances, but you got to put them in the right position too. Like if if they had something with drugs and them using it, you know, it's probably not your best interest to sacrifice the whole company by putting them in a truck. You know, you <laughs> You may want to have them do something else that has nothing to do with that part so you can protect the company. Right, and even right. protecting their life, too. It's like, you know, you don't want to put them in a worse position than they're already in. You know, That's so you, you you want to set them up for a success, you know, make it a win-win all the way around. Don't, don't you know, don't take no chances, you know, so you wind up having to do a second chance yourself, you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, another thing that I was thinking about is I was thinking about, um, well, I actually was re- reviewing this article from freight waves that they wrote back in 21 2018 i'm sorry i don't know what i'm talking about but back in 2018 that was talking about and actually predicting the driver shortage that we're having right now you cut out what you were saying oh man she must be on the road she on the road Now, Delena, I know you're about to start your company and stuff. How, how do you feel about giving somebody a second chance as as you start your, I'm sorry. your company? My phone went out. What was you saying, Henry? No, I was just asking Delena how she um how she feel about giving somebody a second chance as she's starting her new trucking company. I'm definitely um all for it. Of course, you know, we have to be um careful when it comes to certain things, but I'm definitely for it. Um I have family members who I am looking to bring into the trucking industry with me. Um, and it's giving them a second chance at life. So um, I'm definitely for it and, you know, showing them a different way to hustling and being able to get money um, and not have to look over their shoulder all the time. So um, I'm really big on that, trying to teach them how to get it um, legally and not have to, you know, like I said, just, all the different things. Um, I just recently had a situation with my younger brother. And so trying to get him out of some, some trouble right now. And I told him, I was like, you know what, this is it. (laughs) I can't keep doing this for you, you know, getting you out of trouble. You know, you're getting older. Um, this is it. You have to turn your life around. So he was just like, you know what, sis, you're right. And, you know, um, you know, he tells me, you know, he loves me and he appreciates me, but he understands, so he was just like, I'm ready. So whatever you tell me to do, I'm willing to do it. Um, so I'm definitely for giving 
um, others a second chance and trying to, you know, help them rebuild their life the right way. That's a good way to look at it, too. I actually um, I'm trying to get him to come in here. Um, someone that I'm very, very close to. That's exactly what he did. Um, and I want him to tell his story. I don't want to tell it for him. So I'll see if I can get him in here. But never been in trouble. But, you know, he was running fast. Bree, you are muted. Uh, yeah, I was trying to say something. But you know, oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, uh, I think, I mean, I hear us all talking about the second chances. And uh, I, I, I like that because I do believe in second chances. But as I'm getting older, I do believe in red flags too. So I think after we give Talk them a second that. chance. Talk about that. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe after we give them a second chance and we start to see, you know, any type of little red flags, I think we should probably, you know, it, it, it gets tricky because you want to help somebody but at the same time. It's easy for one bad decision can bring the whole thing down, you know, like, I'm talking about I've I've worked in a truck a smaller trucking company and I had to go recover trucks and I'm talking about I get to the truck and they don't hit the trailer <laughs> like uh they don't take the tires off the truck uh like all kind of crazy stuff so you know you wanna you wanna don't ignore the red flag just for a couple dollars you know what I'm saying because it's it's not worth it because at the end of the day it is a couple dollars and. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's just hard to explain. It's more than a couple dollars, but that truck is going to have to, you got to replace whatever they stole or if they put it, I've heard a, a driver put it in a swamp. I ain't see that one, but, you know, a, you know, drivers talk. So if somebody is willing to go the extra mile to put your truck into a swamp. Like then, intentionally you know, put it in a swamp? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. They put it in a swamp. My first year in trucking, I remember I had to uh, go get a, a truck from CRST and um, it was a driver pretty much abandoned it. And they, t- they told me and my partner to go get it. We went and got the truck and the, the driver threw piss all over the truck because he was mad at the company. Yeah, Bree, what you asked me the other day? What you asked me? I don't know. We know you be, we be talking a lot. No, because you said, you said, I said, can you go get my truck? And you oh, was yeah. like, yeah, I can go get it. And you was like, where is it at? And I told you, and then you was like, all right, it's in good wait, condition. Wait. And it, oh, go ahead. Like, Like, you know, 
Um, I think it's harder to do that for smaller companies. What do you think, Kelsey? I don't think it is. I just think it depends on the company that they're going to work for. Some companies don't care about stuff like that. Or the driver, they'll be so desperate for a driver that they'll ignore certain red flags. Like Bree's talking about the red flags. They'll ignore some of them. Um, I think Desi wanted to touch on something, but I don't know. I don't know if yeah. you uh, finished what you said. I wanted to just say that's nothing unique to somebody with a criminal background. Like I was saying, that's something drivers in general. What I found is that when you really, they really have to have a, for lack of better words, bullshit out of their system. You know, if somebody's really like made a decision in their they life, they're going to change. And they're serious about it. A person that's hustled in the street, those are going to be some of your best drivers because they're going to go, they're going to be go-getters. They're going to be able to, you know, they used to, for lack of better words, doubling up. You know what I mean? They, they don't expect nothing to be given. They used to going to get it. So you have a team of go-getters that's going to do it, you know, legally, because if you've lost your freedom, you value your freedom. You ain't going to do no dumb stuff. If you truly love your family, love, you know, you're not acting in a selfish way and you see a better way, you're not going to do no dumb stuff to, like, jeopardize that, you know? So you'll really have, like, somebody that's committed to the grind, committed to your cause, you know, and like I said, I don't think it's nothing unique. There's a lot of BS in trucking in general, but that's nothing. I bet if you did the stats, it wouldn't be no higher for somebody with a background versus not having a background. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think that um, if we put together some sort of a program or something, um, that hiring fellas could really help cure the um the driver shortage like i truly believe that especially if people would just give them the second chance but a lot of companies like keisha said there are a couple you know other colors that are in the transportation industry that mostly make up the transportation industry and it can just be hard to just like break down that barrier i guess keisha did you have I, i wanted to say that too so like what i okay and this is nothing nothing um this i'm black so I can identify to other blacks. So my my thing is with it all is don't think because don't think that only blacks have second chances. I've worked I've seen somebody work in a, uh, a predominantly white trucking agency and they give them chances by chances. They give them they they'll hire pedophiles. They they don't have a standard. Their their top their main priority is freight. So if we're putting on our own people the right way. We we should be respected the right way. It shouldn't be a reason why our percentage is low or why we're in this transportation industry. And that's another reason why I take second chances because I just, as as a black woman, I just don't want to see. I have black sons. Yeah. Let me knock on wood. Let me knock on head. I'm just saying um, anything can happen. You know, I raised them right. Anything can happen. And I, I would want all y'all on y'all panel to give them a second chance if need be. Absolutely. So I just wanted to throw that out there too. Like, don't think that we're just the only race um, um, venting these people. Like, we we really are hard on each other, and that's mm-hmm. what that's what pisses me off. We're harder on each other than any any other race we are. So if I give you a second chance and you you BS me on that second chance, I take it as I take it as a, like a damn really yeah disrespect yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Let's take a moment to reset the room. We are in the Trucking Breakfast Club here on the Trucking Breakfast Club room on Clubhouse. Make sure you tap the greenhouse at the top and join our club. Um, if you're interested in possibly hosting anything on here, just let us know. You definitely can do so. Just want to make sure that it aligns with everything we got going on. Um, we are here from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. When you come up to the stage, I'm going to mess this up, Henry. <laughs> when you come up to the stage, please mute your microphone. Be respectful of everyone around you. If someone resonates with you, definitely follow them. Follow the people to the left and right of you and show them some love. Um we having a conversation today, so I don't really think you have to be super duper brief, um, but we are recording just so that everyone knows we do have a podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search the Truck and Breakfast Club. Um, I brought someone up here, but I know that Geese raised his hand. So Geese, what you got for us today? You got you got it right the last time. Is is G's, but oh, I knew G's. I was gonna. I, yeah, let you, me tell you, had it right. The in last my head, time. in my head, I said it right, and yeah. I was thinking because my father in law, that's what we call him, is G's. So that's right, why I was right, like, right. it's okay. Hey, G's. But yeah, how y'all doing today? <laughs> Good. But, um, I wanna. I, I just wanna bring light. I'm one of those second chancers, and um, I had a a quick little story. I had a. A group. It was a group of us. We was all second chance. It was like seven of us when we was in uh, trucking school. And uh, one of the dudes wound up going out, and he ended up going with CRST. CRST had him in Florida. They were stuck in Florida. They was actually sitting. They were sitting in Florida during his training process. And his um, he had a family emergency where his son had a seizure, and it was really bad. And they was telling he was telling them, like, you know, I need to get back home. They had no type of consideration for him in his situation. They didn't care. He was really upset. And I was like, man, just stick it out. You know, he was like, you know, you know, F them. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to roll it up or whatever and and, and leave it where it's at. But what he did was he finished the job. You know what I'm saying? He got his miles up, came back home, and he left the company. But what that showed him was he was about to be loyal because he was having that second chance. He was about to be loyal and give them everything he had. But once he found out that they wasn't for him and they wasn't for his family, he kind of like jumped ship. But now today, this is four years in. Now today he has three trucks. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it, it's just, I think it's just the person. It's the individual. So it's just people in general. People are all over the board. It's not just us, black people, minority. It's just people in general. Because people, it's, it's people out here that's like, that don't deserve no second chance. Like, because they, they mind is so like, not for production, not for progress, not for, you know, the well-being of others so i mean I, I just wanted to touch on that but like i said i'm a second chancer y'all gonna be seeing me i'm gonna be on every podcast that y'all y'all put up i'm gonna be on every clubhouse i'm saying shout out to the second chances shout out to all y'all that's giving people second chances but y'all have a good day you too i know you're trying to work that was a good one yeah i was gonna say i know you're trying to work but i got some questions so how was it difficult for you to get your cdl and how long after you got out did you choose to get it no, what I did was um, I hit up Swift. I'm from Cali, so Swift is real big that, you know, over there, we, they got contracts everywhere. But I went to Swift, and um, she said that I had to not be on parole or whatever, which I wasn't. I waited until I got, I waited three years until I got off or whatever. And then um, she said, you know what, I, is, are you able to pass a drug test, you know, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like, I'm for sure. So took the test or whatever, went to school, and uh, went out on the road. And she was like, um, my wife was pregnant at the time. And she was like, man, you know, the driver said you did pretty good. You know, what do you think about um, going OTR like fully? And I'm like, nah, I can't do that. 
And she was like, uh, okay, well, I'll tell you what, I got a contract for you, uh, regional little position. So I did the regional and that was pretty much it. Stuck it, stuck it out with them and then stacked my money up. And before you know it, I, cause I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm basically an entrepreneur, like at heart, like period. That's what I want to do. But trucking was secondary for me. Trucking was not my first pick. It was always something that I was going to do secondary. But when I messed up, I was like, you know what? I need to get in the trucking anyway. So I just feel like God guided me to what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. And what's your goals now that you have your CDL? How long have you been driving? And what do you really want to do with it? I've been driving. This is my fourth year. Um, I'm one truck in. And I want, I want to build a small fleet. I want to build a small fleet. Uh, actually, let, let me let me let me t- let me not say small. I want to build a fleet. Whatever come with it is 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 gonna come with it. But I, I got a lot of business ventures. But trucking is gonna be something that just trucking and real estate. That's what I'm chasing. Hello. I love that's it. my strategy too, bro. That's my strategy too. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Hey. So, Bree, what you got? I got a I got a question for G. Uh, you still talk to your friend that went to CRST? Yeah, I do. I actually do. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get him to switch and uh, get an iPhone so he could join the, join the crew. He be texting me, telling me to ask questions and stuff. So. Okay, I got some homework for you. I went to CRST okay. and I tell Kelsey a story. It was 107 of us when it started, and when I, when we finished, it was only 14 of us that got our CDLs out of that 107. So ask your homeboy because I know he probably went to Waterloo or NASA. I think that's what it's called. But ask him. How many was it of them when it, when he started, and when he got a CDL? How many was a uh, how many was, you know, that graduated? Okay, okay. CDLs. I and got you. He, he said you paid for. Come back yeah. with the answer. Okay, I got you. And make sure you tell him to um, make sure you tell him to download the um, po- or get hit us up on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that he can okay. listen to it there. Yeah, got you, got y'all. Thank you so much, though. You definitely, that was some great insight, you know, from somebody directly related. So I greatly appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Have a good day. Hey, Miss Aisha, how are you? Good morning. Hi, Breakfast Club. It's good to talk to you guys. Thanks for bringing me. I'm so, so glad you're talking about second chances. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was, no, I was just going to say, I brought you up because I know when you came up and introduced yourself previously, you said that you all being, you do have a lot of experience, but you also, this is something that's close to your heart. So if you can just elaborate on how you feel about the subject and kind of what you do to help those giving them a second chance in trucking. Yes, I, I do believe in giving people second chances. Uh, all of us in the room maybe know somebody who drives a truck or maybe wants to drive a truck and they're not that good at writing. Um, when you're want to be your own um, owner operator, you have to know everything. So I've had a chance to hire older guys, much older than me, and younger guys that can't read well, but they can drive the hell out of a truck. They know how to work on the truck. And I trusted them with the truck and they were faithful. The older brother needed to get, um, I had a, a, a reefer unit up in Americole and uh, y'all know how those, um, y'all know how those freezers are. He was up there 17 hours, needs to get to his doctor's appointment. So uh, I took somebody up there with me to, to sit on the load and uh, I gave him my, my Acura. I, I trusted him, older dude, so he could get to his doctor's appointment because he, he was getting sick. He's a diabetic. And when you are faithful to them, they'll be faithful to you. But I do believe, again, in second chances, because just because someone can't read well, 
They might be dedicated to you. They, a lot of them, those guys are very honest. They just want a chance. They want to prove themselves. They want to, they want to take care of their families. And that's just my contribution. I do believe in giving people second chances. Wow. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate that. And I'm, I'm thankful that you do that for people, you know, cause a lot of people won't do it, but we, we, we have to. So thank you so much for coming up um, and, and talking to us today. Desi, what you got? Oh, no, I like, I actually, do you I have any information? Oh, Hold ahead. on, I got one real quick. Do you have any information in regard to um, being bonded or um, financially backed by um, the state or the government for taking on second chance employees? Well, I have a, a, a homegirl of mine. That's what she does. She actually um, is trying to get me to go in with her to start an organization of 501c3 that will get grants to train and to hire and eventually employ guys with second chances because, you know, there are grants out there for brothers and sisters coming out of the prison system and giving them a chance and educating them so they can be self-sufficient. And so the recidivism rate for our people will not be as high. So that's um, one thing I'm trying to collaborate with with one of my friends, but I'm I'm not well versed in it right now, but um, I think it's a good idea. Now I I did have a question like, cause you're giving people second chances now, Besides that, you know, felon or whatever they got on a record, how how do you vet the person to make sure they're actually a good person? Well, you know, the, one of the best ways to hire someone is by word of mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't really know anything just by like going to the Department of Labor is good. Um, going to Indeed and places like that are good. But word of mouth to me is the best place to find someone who's uh, who will be a good fit for your organization. I don't uh, I don't mind, you know, just talking to people. Uh, my, my business partners like, look, a lot of these guys who are long haulers are really wanting to work closer to home, maybe have small children, families. And he's encouraging me to just, you know, go to trucks. I can talk to people. That's not really my thing. But, you know, it might be for someone else. Gotcha. OK. Thank you so much, Miss Aisha. Again, we appreciate it. Thank you for coming up here. Um talk to us this morning let's see who we got hey miss sean how are you i'm good good morning everybody and i was i was listening to a couple things you guys said and being Mm -hmm. um in a sorority we do have a lot of issues with trying to you know get people to register for different things and you'll see that they'll be hesitant in signing the application because just like she says a lot of women older women younger women and within all these age groups that speak here, they can't read and write. And I did special ed um, and when I was in, working in education before I relocated. And it's a lot of people that cannot read and write. So the dysfunctions we see in the classroom is what's going on at home, unfortunately. And so so far as the, um, the second chance, I think it's a great place for felons, undereducated, but they got to know something. Yeah. The education got to be there for them. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So, all right, what do what do you do in the logistics industry? I'm doing. I'm I'm training me, my daughter, and with my two daughters and my son. I want mm-hmm. to go to the military. Trust me, okay. he, he's one of the black luster people that you got to kick out the bed, kick into the <laughs> into the car, kick back. Baby, kick I got one. I got one. Yeah, so he's he just turned twenty one on the third, the second of our March. So I want him to go to the military. You know, I need. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a person that goes with my schedule. I can't be pushing no man. That ain't going to work for me. 
So, um, I, and I don't have one because I can't be pushing you to do too much, you know. So, but he has to go because I need, know he needs a structure. And as a man and, and as a divorced woman and his father is missing, he's healthy. He just ain't about nothing right now, but we're not bashing men. But um, so therefore he has a 21 son that doesn't have a male structure. So he needs to go and gain himself first. Yeah. And I will bring him to business because I'll fire my mama, let know my son. So that, that's, you know, that's just one thing. But yeah, I'm doing dispatching. Then at the three month goal is to do the brokering. And Brie helped me with that. She sent me a great link. And um, so brokering and then go into, I told you, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm chasing the shack dream. So I want to do international. So the freight forwarding and learn all those um, different terms and everything. Because I don't want from, I'm telling you, I went from uh, healthcare to education to, mm-hmm. to banking. I'm in banking now. So I was like, I'm not doing that. Well, I did insurance too for a year here, and then I did banking. So. I'm, I, I, I'm here to tell you, your last stop is trucking. Like yeah. I graduated oh, next done. year. I'm yeah, done. I graduated next year from public health, and I, I used to love public health, and I know you used to love education because they about the same. So I, I used to love it, but then when I when I uh, peeked my head into trucking, I I had to quit my job. I'm just gonna be real, Michelle. Um, I'm for real. And just on a side note, the the lady she's talking about, Shaq, the, the podcast came out on Truck and Hustle. It's actually a real good story. She drops a lot of gems on it. So make sure you check out that Truck and Hustle podcast with Shaq. Absolutely. I will. And my appointment today, you guys, I, and I apologize to everybody that can't get into the banks. It's real bad right now. But I'm just not getting an appointment. Literally, I go today at 2 o'clock to open our business account. Good morning. Hey. I'm not wasting y'all time. But it's been a process. I want to apologize to everybody because I cannot believe it's been this bad. But one thing one thing I wanted to touch on was you mentioned there's a lot of women. There's a lot of, you know, ex-felons and things like that or just people in general. Right. Who may not be able to read or write properly. So. I wonder, is that something that needs to be discussed, obviously, during the first interview? Now, this is just a side question, but during the first interview and things like that, like, how do you guys, Lakeisha and Henry and Desi, um, when working with drivers, how do you deal with those type of things? Like, if they tell you that they can do one thing, but really they can't. I had one who didn't understand the ELD. And it took me a while of getting frustrated to understand. He just had pride issues. He couldn't read, right? And he was locked up before, too. So I, um, and then my partner, which was my spouse, he wasn't as nice. And he was like, what's wrong with him? Why you can't? And I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. So I had talked to him on sidebar, right? And I was like, well, just do it this way. Or, you know, just do it this way. And then when I got this, I listened to him. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe he's just not fundamentally there. So when I took time with him, you know, um, I, I figured it out. I was like, okay, we can work together like that. You definitely have to be patient with those type of drivers. And I hate when I be like, uh, when I teach dispatching and they become their own owner operator. When I, when I say they're not tech savvy, that doesn't mean that they're dumb because they're not. These people that can't read the drive trucks know the, know the road like the back of their hands. And that's a plus. So we can't just say, you know, and like, and like she just said, they, they're they just awesome truck drivers. They just have some learning disabilities. Yeah. Now, um, I, I had somebody who, who was, um, I'm not sure if it was a vision or they wasn't real literate, but I was, I was able to help cause it wasn't, he was a great driver. You know, he was definitely a great driver and I would teach him 
what he needed to know. So I'm teaching him how to fish. So it's okay as long as he's able to learn and, you know, pick up, you know, we work as work well together and that work that way. But if it was like enabling the process or the business, then we have to, you know, figure out something else. And it's not even because I don't want to help. It's just that my business is just starting and I, I won't be able to grow the company that way. It'd be another thing if I had 30, 30 employees and it's like, okay, we, we can teach him something on the side or something like that. But if you can't perform the duties of the job, I can't necessarily have you there. But if you're able to learn and I can teach you, it's okay with me. As long as you're hardworking and you're honest, I'm okay with that. I was going to say that. I was going to say that too. I was going to say that too because um, we got to watch how we take care of them too. It's vice versa, Henry. Like, you know, they don't get something, we can't take advantage of them. Because what I've learned is they don't play about their money. Now, they may be a little slow, but they know that math. They know how to count. So it's, <laughs> right, right. So it Baby goes. Pizza, can I interject? Yeah, yeah, my bad. Nah, you good, you good, you good. I didn't want to say nothing important right now. I do later, but I'm working right now. But just want to say good morning, and don't this sound good? Where is that? How do y'all not want to? Uh, you go stun, stop, man, man stop, he, man. He How y'all not want to move cars? Man, get him his own show, man. please. <laughs> I said, where is going? Oh, good man, morning, I, I thought Saint. He was going to interject like, yeah, that I don't believe in what the hypothesis of that is going on. And nah, nah, he just came and just let you know what he's running with. Saint, what is that? <laughs> hey, I wanted to add too. Um, for even people down in the on um, the audience that is uh, struggling with speech or even reading, I just want to let y'all know, like, I I got, I, I dropped out of school when I was after ninth grade, um, but even in school, I never really took it serious as I should have, so, you don't, that's just one barrier, that's just one wall, but it can be knocked down, I challenge myself, I can't say on a daily basis, but on a weekly basis, just to be better, and I try to read, and try to, uh, you know, just push myself to do more and want more um, because, you know, it, it, it's, it's you, you, you control your own destiny. And, you know what I'm saying? It's up to you. You just got to get your own way. So, I love that, Bri. I get, I, get, I get frustrated because I can't pronounce certain stuff. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, still, I still keep going. It's not going to discourage you. You're not going to tell me I can't sit at a table when I'm about to go by the table. So mm. just, just you know, just keep pushing forward no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you know it's wrong, it's wrong, and this industry is the proof of it. So yeah. I try to make it all the way to the top with it. That's I'm great. Good. I love that. That's great. Thank you so much for that, Brian. Thank you so much, Miss Sean, for coming up, giving your insight and wisdom. We greatly appreciate it. Let's see what Mr. Lorenzo has to say. Good morning, Mr. Lorenzo. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine yourself. Doing good. What do you think about this topic? And not just speaking second chance as in felons, but like, you know, someone that might have been in the streets, they're trying to get out, you know, all that type of stuff. Well, I'm a, I'm a second chance person. Um, okay. All right. I'm a second chance person. Um, I was incarcerated twice. Did two. I did two state beds. Um, the last state bid I did was in, I left in 96, came home in 90, 99. Um, that's the last time I was incarcerated. So I've been home actually like 21 years straight. So that's like, to me, that's very important that people hear that because, um, in 1999 was the first time I heard the word recidivism. I never heard that word recidivism until 1999. 
And that word recidivism changed my mind of how I was going to think. Because recidivism mean going back, going in and out of jail. And that was the first time, like, a counselor asked me, was like, yo, do you know what the word recidivism mean? And I don't think a lot of guys, like men and women, that keep going back and forth to jail, it's not that they want to go back and forth to jail. It's like having a business plan, right? You go out there on the streets, you say, I'm going to try this plan. That plan will work. You get incarcerated, do your time. You come back home. You try the second plan that you put in place. You try that one. That one don't work. Now it's that third plan that you have to make sure that whatever's going to be, whether it's going to be the right thing or the wrong thing, that it has to work. Because if you become a, a three-time felon, that, that third strike can mean like 25 years. They start you off with 25 years. Uh, so my third strike meant the world to me. Because at that time when I came from incarceration, my mother was sick. She had an eight-pound tumor in her stomach. I had I had a business before I left. I had a soul food deli. So it was a lot of pressure on me, but it wasn't no pressure because I decided whatever I do, I'm going to make sure I stay home. I, promise, I gave my mother, I said, my word is my bond. Your son will never see incarceration again. So I stands up for the, the two-time guy or the third-time guy. I understand. A lot of people can't read. That is a problem. But you could learn to read in prison if you want to. That's a choice. Because they do have people in there teaching you how to read. Whatever you want to do, you want to learn about stocks. You want to learn about investment. You want to learn about the CDL. They even had the CDL training and like not the um forest um trucks, but the manual. They teach you how to read the manual. Anything you want to do in being incarcerated, incarcerated, you could become a whole different person. And so that's what I decided. I just thought that I knew that one thing that I had to do different was I had a lifestyle that I used to live. So working in nine to five, eight dollars an hour, ten dollars an hour wasn't going to work for me. My first job in 1999 when I came home from prison was five dollars and 15 cents. I was wow. making like $40 a day. I had, you know, I had cousins that were still involved in the game. You know, I had people come up to me wanting to give me money and everything, but I just didn't take it because I gave my mother my words, my bond. Your son would never see incarcerated. I would never see incarcerated again. I would never be incarcerated. So I had to figure things out quick. I started talking to owner-operators, like drivers that was coming to the warehouse when I was working that $40 job, $40 a day job. I started talking to guys with the CDL license. And, um, and when they started telling me that you could make a better living, I just was I was mainly looking to make a better living. But when you're a hustler, whatever you get involved in, you just take it to a whole nother level. And so that's what I did. When I got the CDL license, I just went to the whole nother level. I just went got my motor carrying license and did everything I was supposed to do. Now, I always stand with the brothers and sisters that's incarcerated. But the reality is, this is the reality. Some people you just can't stand with. Yep. That's just that's just the reality. Some people you just can't take no chances on. Because even though you might want to help them with a natural like a, your heart is natural, genuine, you want to help them with a loving heart but they're dangerous. 
And that's just the reality. It's just dangerous. You just can't hire everybody that's a second chance person. But everybody that's a second chance person, you could be anything in this world you want to be. Because I play the game of chess. I sit down, I sit down with a chess board, right? And I position myself the pawns. Now, the pawns is one of the greatest pieces on the chessboard. If you know how to play it, if you know how to play chess and you know how to play the pawn game, you could grow that pawn up to be any the most powerful piece on that board. That's how I look at myself when I came home from incarceration. So, Mr. Lorenzo, let me ask you this. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, what um what are you doing now to help those giving them a second chance? Do you have any type of organizations? What type of things do you do? Well, when I first started off hiring gods, it was gods a second chance. But they was bringing some other stuff out of me. <laughs> so, you know, because, you know, like, like I say, I had to understand that you can't hire everybody that's a second chance person. But those that, that um, is willing, like those that are, I, I can't, like, you, you just know about the conversation and about the action. I just could tell by your conversation and your action where, like, where things going to go. Now, I always, was, I always wanted to start a program for Second Chance Brothers. Now, anybody come that's incarcerated with me, my thing is to mentor them, put them in the trucking game. I, I, me, personally, I hate when guys go to warehouses and work. You can ask my wife. that. would be like, yo, why do you go to – why when you come from prison, the first thing you go to is a warehouse and work. Now, you can do more than that. You don't have to go to a warehouse and work. We more valuable than – don't use your strength to get a job, use your mind to get a job. So if a, me, I'd rather take a guy, uh, especially if he, if he got a CDL license, I'll bring him on underneath me, make sure he makes enough money, a great living where he can live the lifestyle not only he want to, but he could take care of his family. Because that's what a lot of guys struggle with. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not a pride thing with men. Like far as I think sometimes it's a pride thing with men when the far as it comes with like taking care of your family, you know what I'm saying? But it it, it become another pride thing when you're incarcerated, you being embarrassed. You know, I wasn't embarrassed because I hey, I did it, I owned up to it, I did my time, I tried it again, I did my time again, but I wasn't gonna give him another third I wasn't gonna give him a third time. Right. My life was more valuable than that. Wow, that's amazing. Who who would have known? Who would have known? That's amazing. So I'm glad that you was able to turn that thing around and now you're helping other people. And your story was definitely like it touched me. So thank you so much, Mr. Lorenzo. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah. um, Deacon Desi, I forgot to pay my tithes and offering Sunday. Where do I send it to? Deacon Desi. (laughs) Boy stop, boy stop. Kelsey said, "Boy stop." Yo, that was funny, man. Kelsey called me Deacon Desi, man. That was funny. Hey, everybody, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. And then he got one of them, them great skill sets to be able to talk to somebody, kind of discern like if they're right. gonna work hard or not. So yeah, I, I definitely give you much props for having that skill set. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning that because I, I, I have a big heart. So, Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mr. Lorenzo. We appreciate it. Um, who do we have? Hey, Davika, how are you? 
Hey, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just want to say I'm so happy for this room that you guys created um, because I, I'm not in here all the time, but every now and then I'm able to peek in and out. And um, I just I feel like you guys um, provide so much value to people like myself and others that, you know, just starting out or um, interested in getting into trucking. So I learned a lot. Um, my question is, well, I have two. My question is, um, what do you guys think about someone who's like trying to get into the trucking industry? Um, my fiance next month will be starting his CDL course. And I was thinking about doing a ditch batching uh, with Miss Lakeisha, of course. Um, but I also want to do like the CDL part, just not full time. So I didn't know, like, we have no kids at the moment. Um, and so I would just think, like, maybe I should just take this time and jump right in along with him or just wait and just do the ditch batching part Did first. You, I, think, I think you should do, like, ain't nothing like a power cup. What's more, what's better than one millionaire? Two. Girl, right. you better go with him. Go yeah. With him and I, I'll help you. I'll help you. Yeah, y'all can You hear me to me? Yeah, well, she get on me by calling the rap people all the time. I can hear you right now. I can see you now, Davika, with your nails and stuff on that truck. Girl, <laughs> come through. <laughs> yes, that's my whole thing. Um, Actually, like three years ago, I've been thinking about this three years ago, and I've been like pushing him for three years to get into it. And I um, I was listening to Mr. Lorenzo. Was it Lorenzo that was just speaking yeah. about the whole yes. warehouse thing? Because he does have like um something on his background that's very like considered minor or whatever but it's been holding him back so like a lot of the jobs that he's been getting are like at warehouse and like when i tell you it's so frustrating because i know like i'm sorry i'm kind of nervous because <laughs> i don't really talk on like the stage or whatever as much but um it's like so frustrating when i see him come home or whatever and be telling me about this that and the third because he's like he's he's one of those people he's a hard worker like we both are so like even though i tell him like they don't go to that job like doing too much or whatever, you know, do you do what you got to do and get out of there. Cause I just know like his frustration or whatever, he put so much into it. It doesn't matter. something he could be working at Burger King and he's going to go above and beyond. So I'm like, you know, why do you keep like going to these warehouse jobs instead of just going out and getting your CDL license so you can become your own boss? Because I know you have like, you have the capability, like you are, you, I can just see it in you. Like you are a boss. Like you're not going to be satisfied at these jobs when, like you not receiving like you know getting back in getting back out of what you're giving out or whatever getting back in what you're giving out so he finally decided to go ahead next month and you know get a cl license or whatever but it's, just, it's just been on my mind like why what am i waiting for or whatever i was kind of scared because i'm like you know i don't know if i can stay up for a long period of times but i'm like well if i'm doing it with him then you know we could kind of yeah, like Bree and her partner, they tag team. I would all say right. that too. But I did want to tell you this. I want to tell you, he won't be all right as long as he has somebody like you in his life. If he has right. never told you, he, he appreciates you. He do. You, I'm he tell you. me all the time. I'm telling you, me. he appreciates that. <laughs> for real, for real. Right. And um, I like the room, the title of the room, because the whole reason that I even thought about this is my main reason, because I do have like a lot of my family, like guys in my family that have been in and out of jail. I just had a cousin, older cousin that just came home from doing 12 years. And I've been like on him since he's like the day he got out, like helping him with his credit, building that up or whatever, and just telling him like, you ain't going back in. Like, 
I know you got the drive and you got what you need to do. And like um, Mr. Lorenzo said, when they get out, they don't have anything. They try to go get jobs and it's tough or whatever. So, you know, I just felt like trucking is like, you know, a second chance for a lot of people. And we both have a big family back home in Daytona Beach. And most of them, like I said, been in the system and it's just hard and they doing the same thing, the same circle. So this is kind of like our chance to be able to step out there, not just for us, but for them too. Hey, uh, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Most Kel, I wanted to say one real quick. Just let her know that KBC, uh, Mr. Ken has free online CDL training. And don't limit yourself. Don't nothing fail but a try. And even you yes, learn a lesson in that. So go get it if that's what you choose to do. Um, I'm all about that family hustle. So the more you could do, hey, the more coming in, like he said, shame on you, Keisha, for quoting the rap that you always get on me for doing. Oh, y'all better stop bickering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Davika, that's KBC Transport, Mr. Ken. So I hope that helped you. Um, definitely keep us updated on your um, progress and everything that you guys decide to do. If you need any help, definitely reach out to us. You know, we're more than happy to help you. Did you have any other questions? Um, no, ma'am. That was it. And thank you so much. Appreciate Absolutely. You're very welcome. I wanted to give, um, before we continue, Shaq a moment to speak. Like we talked about earlier, she, she I'm sorry, she just released her... Um, interview with Truck and Hustle. So good morning, Shaq. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Kelsey. Uh, I won't I won't take up a lot of the time. I, I don't know if you guys, I know it's still early in the morning. So I a lot of you it. may not have heard. You heard it already? Yeah, I already listened to it earlier this morning. I listened to it at 6 o'clock this morning. Very good interview. Oh, thank you, Henry. You enjoyed you it? Spoke you spoke very well. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, because even like you, you, you share a lot, but the way you shared it on an interview, it just opened my mind a little bit more. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Even explaining the resources that you have on your site. But I'll let you talk about it. Go ahead. Uh, so I think that the interview shows who I am at my core. Y'all let me know if y'all think differently. I think that I was very sincere and authentic. Authentic. Sorry. Authentic. It was important to me doing this interview that people see not just the businesswoman, but also see who I am as a person. So that way you get why I am the way I am. Uh, Y'all already know that I don't present myself in this image to be uh, the flashy. I don't be like I own 15 businesses and I'm the gazillionaire and I'm not knocking nobody that do come through that way. I'm just saying that's not who I am at my core. That's not who my people know me to be. So when I come through and say, you know, I, I believe in service, it was important to me to tell my story of how I was a social worker and the time I spent being a social worker so that people could understand when I say I come to serve, that's not because it sounds like a T-shirt. It's not a hashtag for me. I sincerely mean that. When I open up a door, I, people will tell you I bring people with me, people that never had an opportunity in these areas. Uh, people will say, oh, Shaq just got a contract in this country for that. And somehow or another, their skills and assets became a part of that deal. So I come through for people. And I mean to be that person intentionally. So it meant everything to me to come on this interview and show people who I am deep within. And I hope that I was able to do that. But at the at the same time, I also talked a great deal about international trade and global logistics and the steps it takes to position your position yourself wisely and strategically 
to have a, a very prosperous career in this industry. I also talked a lot about diversity and inclusion and how it's not a place for us easily. Yeah, that story that you had with not. that job, that right there was just like crazy. When them, I, I kind of don't even tell the interview, but it was just a crazy story. I wouldn't imagine that you went through that. And I'm still going through it. See, I, I, Right this second, there's going to be a part two, and I won't tell the story yet, but there'll be a part two. Y'all wouldn't believe Y'all would not believe the boardrooms I sit in and listen to them tell me about my name and listen to them tell me about how I need to look or how I need to sound or how I need to be less black. Or I had a woman recently tell me how I'm the whitest black girl she's ever met. And I thought she meant that because of the color of my skin and because I was lighter and because my hair was finer. That's not what she meant. She distinctly said to me, I find you to be the whitest black girl I ever met because I've never met a black girl with all this education that can talk like you, that speaks like you, that can express yourself the way you do. It's an insult to our people. It won't be tolerated. I'm just letting you know, Shaq, I got your back. Whoever we need to run up on, just let me know. I What she's saying is serious because I get I get that, too. And it's really it's really annoying because you can't even really express how you feel because you like get kicked out of those platforms. You got to find a diplomatic way of telling them, like, that's like the most racist thing you could ever say to me. And like, don't say that again, because I'm not really trying to hear it. But it's crazy because it'd be like, yo, you're the like you said, like you're like the most the pos- most positive black person I know, or you're the whitest black person I know. And it's just because you know how to form words in a sentence a certain way. I just know code switching. I have, you know? right. I've, I've, I have multiple degrees. I should speak well, right? Why would I not speak well? I'm educated. Or even if I wasn't educated, all of us didn't come from homes where we weren't spoken to properly, right? So you, you speak how you've spoken to. So my point for saying all of that is to say that this is only the beginning. Get to know me now. This is only the beginning. And as I open doors, I make that very clear. I bring you with me if you if if you're doing the work, right? If you're serious. Um, I won't I won't stay stay here and take a lot of your time, but check out the interview. It's real talk. It shows you who I am and where I'm going. It shows you the glory of God on my life. Keisha said the other day, and you know, Keisha, I wrote it on a sticky note. Because I needed to be reminded. So thank you for reminding me of that. You said favor ain't fair. You Show remember that, it. sis? Show it. Mm-hmm. You said it. And when you said it, I was running to a meeting. So I didn't have time to even have a whole dialogue with you about it. But I wrote it on a post-it. And it's sitting here on the side of my monitor right now. And um, I thank you for reminding me of that. Because this is a moment in our culture, y'all. But we can't live beneath our privilege no more. Every room that you told you can't come into, juggernaut your ass up in there. Professionally, though. There's a place for all of us. And I've I've been told multiple times that it wasn't. But the more qualified I became, became, the more value I I brought. So you you can't dismiss value. Because now your return on your revenue is negative. Bring value to every room. And I don't mean clubhouse. I mean, every table, every discussion, bring value. Because value that you bring that the value is in your mind actually comes with a dollar sign. Let your brand 
be the how you monetize who you are. It's important to me that y'all know me and my chucks and my jeans because that's how I roll. Don't get it twisted. I got to be two-piece suit and pumps at times because that's just what I got to be. But as Agate Solutions, I get to be with the brand that I want to create. And it, that means chucks. That means Tim's. Right? That means my my bubble coat or whatever. So um, thanks y'all for y'all support in this room, all of y'all individually and collectively. This is only the beginning. Yeah, uh, anybody that's in this room that's in my class can let you know. I don't, I, I'm not a very, hey, I got to go. You don't have time. I do my best to make the time that everybody walks away out of my classes for what they came in to get individually and for their corporations or for their personal growth. So um, I could stick around. I have my next meeting is at 1030. I could stay for a few minutes in case anybody want to ask me anything. Or if you guys want to say anything, because I don't want to dominate your space. Well, Shaq, today we're talking about how trucking or trans logistics, excuse me, Keisha taught us yesterday. We need to say logistics um, is a bit of a second chance industry for a lot of people. Um, What do you think about that? Um, You know, when it comes to either felons or, you know, post um, retire hustlers. (laughs) Uh, What do you think about that? So second chance is true. And I uh, I was watching a live with Truck and Hustle the other day and they talked about this as well and because they called it a forgiving industry as long as you didn't do nothing too heinous, right? And that hits home for me because uh, my personal life growing up, uh, that was what I was surrounded around. And a lot of my family members were, you know, the, the come home for the summers type of situation. And, you know, my brother-in-law... He was in jail for over 20 years, extremely smart man, but he protected my sister from a rape. And uh, unfortunately, that resulted in somebody not being with us anymore. He had to do over 20 years and he started that bid when he was only 19 and my nephew was just born. So he missed 20 years of his son's life. He came home to be a trucker. Wow. So let that sink in for a minute. He came home. He just did. He just was one truck, one man and a CDL under somebody else's authority. But that's only going to be the beginning now that he's home because, you know, he's going to go global. Yeah. 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 And that's also a powerful thing about your uh, your your interview, too, because you kind of give some nice, easy steps to understand where somebody can go, you know, from where they at in logistics, even beyond just getting a truck, which is great. It's great to me. Yeah, that's Thank amazing. You. You're doing good work. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Hey, uh, let's move on back up. Hey, Saint, how are you? What up, what up, what up? Good morning, y'all. Good morning. What do you think about this topic this morning? Thank you for yesterday, by the way. Oh, of course, of course, anytime. Um, it's a dope topic. Um, unfortunately, we ain't going to have a lot of time to talk about it, but I'm actually out here working on my balance right now. <laughs> like, we, we, we on the road traveling right now. But, uh uh, my experience, though, has been crazy. So when I first started hiring felons, I actually lost, uh, I think I said it in here before, uh, $40,000 uh, January and February of last year. January, February, and March of last year. I uh, lost a collective of about forty grand uh, due to my employees or to, to, due to the guys that I hired. So, I mean, we have a good experience, a bad one. But I've also uh, hired some guys. I fired all of them, but then I also gained some guys that have been extremely hardworking, extremely uh, principled. That's, that's the biggest thing. They've been extremely principled. Um, and very, very, very devoted to uh, to me and my company and, and what we're trying to accomplish. So, you know, it is what it is. Each one, teach one. I don't believe in giving up on nobody. So uh, in addition to um, hiring these guys as, as to be truck drivers or work for our company or whatever, 
the entire time that they're with us, we're we're accomplishing other stuff. So like they're get they're setting up their own authorities and they're getting their credit right to to get trucks and we're doing uh credit courses and we're doing um uh invest yeah I'm about to we doing uh credit courses we're doing investment courses and we're doing real estate we're buying uh property in Baltimore like you know by the time we're done with uh with that person they should be very self sufficient very very self sufficient and in a position to where they could pass on knowledge and education to the next man Yep, I absolutely agree. Sounds like you are at work, like you said, so we'll let you get back to it. But thank you so much. Yeah, I agree. And thank you for being one that's willing to give them a second chance as well. Elijah, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. Thank you for bringing me up, having me absolutely. this morning. Touch on. Huh? I'm going to touch what? on the second chances. You know, All right. and and, and uh, I'm I'm not putting my insurance hat on today. It's not it's not going to be on at all. Um, so, um, when you guys, you know, when we all out here, we we we're coming into contact with individuals that you are looking to hire. Um, just remember that 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 choice is yours. It's not up to. Uh, I guess I didn't put my insurance hat on. It's not up to the insurance carrier, uh, because on the insurance application when you're applying that question. The question of your driver is a felon or not is not it doesn't exist. Okay. So if you if anybody is considering or second guessing whether or not they should hire a felon, um, you know, just understand that it is not that is not something that plays into you being rated uh, on your insurance. And if you do hire somebody that is a felon, uh, that has a great motor vehicle record, understand that your it is a possibility that your insurance would go down um for doing that. So that's the extent of me putting on my insurance man hat today for this morning. Um, I just wanted to touch on what somebody brought up earlier about this being a male, a, a white dominant, dominated industry. Because uh, it's not only just in the trucking uh, world, but it's also on in my world as well, in the commercial insurance space. But in the trucking world, 65% of this industry is controlled by white men. I've said this plenty of times. Um, 10% of it is African-American and then every other nationality falls below that. So when we are looking at, you know, hiring felons, it's, it's realistically, it's going to be up to us to do that and, and to give the second chances. Um, a lot of these white owned companies, I'm going to just be frank. I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. A lot of these white owned companies, um, they give their people second chances. But a lot of times they don't have to give their people second chances because they have the resources and the connections within the system. When their kids get hemmed up in the system, they get a chance to rectify it before it actually becomes a charge or actually becomes a documented charge. They get charged for it. They go to court. The judge slaps them on the wrist. OK, they get PTI. They go home. It doesn't exist. But unfortunately, because we lack the resources to do that. Um, a lot of times we actually get a charge that sticks and we have to do time or probation or whatever the case may be. Um, so it's really up to us to make sure that we are providing our people with second chances. And I'll just give an example. Um, there was a time where before I started the, the agency uh, where I, I dipped and dab into property preservation because there was a ton of what they call zombie properties up here in Jersey. Um, so when I put out the, you know, put out the Craigslist ad and I started hiring people, I had one kid come through. He was very timid. He was very timid. 
um, and he was shy. But when he filled out his application, I realized, now mind you, I have two college degrees. I'm looking at the kid's handwriting, and I'm like, this kid's handwriting is better than mine. And he's extremely articulate, but he's very shy, and it was a five-year gap in his employment history. And he had a bachelor's degree from Berkeley College. So I'm like, all right, something, you know, didn't really put two and two together. The kid walked out the door. Um, I looked at my business partner, and he was like, what do you think? And I'm like, something not, you know, I'm missing something. There's a five-year gap in his employment history, but everything else lines up. Let me run outside and talk to him. So I go outside. I'm great. He was in the car with his um with his with his baby mother at the time, or his wife, I should say. Um, I'm like, hey, let me just talk to you real quick. I'm saying, yo, I'm looking at your application. Your handwriting is impeccable. Uh, you're extremely articulate, but you got a five-year gap in your work history. Talk to me. What what happened? He was like, it was like a, a hard sigh because I guess I think he thought that I was gonna judge him for it. Um, he was like. I caught a gun charge and I was with the wrong crowd. And, you know, in Jersey, you got a gun on you. You you get less time if you actually shoot somebody than actually just have a gun on you. So he was like, I, you know, I caught a gun charge. I was like, all right, so you start tomorrow. And the look on his face is like, wait, what? I said, you start tomorrow. I'll, you know, you can just start tomorrow with the, you'll go through your drug testing, stuff like that. Um, you know, but at this point, there's no, you know, there's nothing, there's no reason for you to say anything else. Cause I can already see that you're, you know, I can already tell by your mannerism, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't have to worry about you going out here and getting yourself in trouble again. <laughs> okay. He didn't want to go back. He had no intention of going. I don't think he had any intentions of going the first time. He just made a bad decision and he got himself caught up. So I gave him that second chance. And unfortunately, you know, due to the fact that my company did end up failing, um, you know, less than a year after it started, just because the market changed with the zombie properties. Um, to this day, he's actually driving bulldozers and backhoes in a cemetery, digging up graves, and he's making a ton of money doing it. But it was because I gave him that second chance and I allowed him to get, you know, allowed him to get his feet wet, back, you know, and, and working and, and, and rebuilt his foundation uh, that he was actually able to get, you know, get that job. Wow. And he still yeah. and he still uses me as a reference to this day. Go ahead, Henry. Anybody that gives me a good reference, I use them all the time too. So appreciate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that's good that you was. But now that's great that you was able to do that. So yeah, kudos to you on that. I want to say kudos. I don't even want to say congrats, but I think um, you know, without without um putting yourself and your business in harm's way, if you can vet the person and they good people, yeah, there's no reason why you you know shouldn't give them a chance. Again, I wish I had that discernment like Lorenzo because sometimes I'd be like, man, he just needs a chance. And then, you know, they show up late yeah. five days in a row. Yeah. And be like, all right, I, I guess we ain't going nowhere with this. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But, but, yeah, but, but there's, I, there's a lot of people out there who definitely deserve a second chance because it's, you know, it's no no fault of their own, just wrong place at the wrong time. Like if I if I was caught for everything I did wrong, I would be in jail for probably three exactly. life sentences. Oh, yeah. I, sometimes yeah. I think it's just like a, um, almost kind of like a luck kind of thing. Because even where I was at, People got locked up. They would pay people to be in the lineups and then because they didn't like open cases around there. If you ever look up stuff on Long Island, it happens all the time. Well, I'm not sure much now, but I know back then. So they would pay people to be in lineups and these people are hard up on money. And the next thing you know, the person they paid to be in the lineup is the one that's getting that, that charge and they're getting locked up. So, you know, you just got to be careful of stuff like that. And that, that can happen to anybody, you know. Yeah, that, that, that happened anywhere. But I, I say that 
I share my story and I share my ability to, you know, give somebody a second chance to to just encourage any and everybody uh, up here that's in the position uh, to do that, um, to do that, to t- take that first step because it's it's going to be us as we develop our own. Um, I want to say ecosystem and in in economy um, within the black community as we redevelop that and we reestablish ourselves um, toward the future. It is going to be us to take that first step and that necessary step um, to to reestablish Black America. And we can do, and we honestly, we have the ability to do it with our own brothers and sisters. We don't need to do it with anyone else. Right. And I say that with my Malcolm X hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all, and y'all if anybody's been on Zoom call with me, see, I'll wear my Malcolm X hat. I bought that for my husband, Elijah. Good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, let's do a reset real quick. Now, listen, listening to the Trucking Breakfast Club. Today, we're talking about second chance and, you know, and trucking. Um, we will turn off hand raising at 1045. Um, when you come up, just be respectful and make sure you mute your mic when you first come up. When we call on you, you know, you unmute. No advertising. Um, you can drop a gem. If anybody resonates with you, they will follow you. Uh, make sure you check us out on, on the podcast. So we are recording this, so we can put them up on the podcast. You know, search for Truck and Breakfast Club on Spotify and Apple. So now we have next is Travis. Travis. Good morning, Travis. Hey, good morning, everybody. What's going on? Uh, first and foremost, I'm happy. <laughs> Thanks to us. Thermos Spa, that's the company I'm doing business for. And uh, sorry for the advertisement, but they just, uh, <laughs> their communicational skills suck, but I still got paid and I'm going <laughs> back home. So <laughs> pay, pay um, is always good. There you go. Um, but I wanted to pretty much uh, talk about what you guys are talking about with the uh, second chance. I have not a problem with that. That's a perfect thing to do, but you have to bait your people. You have to give people little tasks, and you also have to understand their history. You know what I mean? Like, literally have a conversation. Go out to dinner with them. You know what I mean? Just do your little onboarding process But besides the business, but just really have a conversation with people. Understand what they got locked up for. You know what I mean? Or what the situation they were in and why it happened, how it could have been prevented. Just to kind of see where their mind is, because I have an uncle just came home from doing 20, and... The way he talked, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know you was doing that, man. You know, <laughs> you got to make sure that the, the crimes that these people committed, you got to understand, like, could it have any backlash on you later on in life and your company, your business? You know what I mean? So just do your due diligence on that part. Um, but I'm all for it. Uh, Bria mentioned earlier and a couple other people did um, about the um, getting a CDL. Um, the one gentleman talked about Swift. I actually did that and, um, I actually left, but when Bree talked about it being like a hundred or some people and then only 17 really graduating or something like that, a lot of it is because of the people that they put in place to recruit you. They don't give you all the information. They pretty much just, they, oh yeah, you want to get your CDL? And then people came there unprepared. Luckily for me, when I went, you know, I was fully prepared. Like, whoever, you know, brought me on, he really gave me everything I needed to do before I even went down to Virginia. Because a lot of them are actually, they give it to you for free, but you have to sign, like, a contract, and it was swift. Um, I had to be on with them for, like, two years after I completed the course. Um, but they paid for my room and board. I was in a room with, like, two other people um, from out of town, one from North Carolina, 
and one from South Carolina, but we, we went down to Virginia and we just did our training. I wound up just leaving because I've just seen just the, the lack of communication. It just wasn't for me. So, you know, just to touch that point. But other than that, um, I thank you guys for bringing me up. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and everybody in the audience keep listening. You know what I mean? Keep, keep every day. This is my routine. Uh, my, my buddy, Josh, my, my business partner, best friend, my brother. I love you, man. Um, thanks for putting me on to this air platform and thank you guys for doing everything that you're doing. And Shaq, don't worry about the people talking, how they talking. You got, you got Philly, you got Philly in the house. So we wear we wear our, our jeans, our sneakers, our boots, our hoodies, and we we down to protect our own. So don't don't sweat the take, sweetheart. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely make sure you check out her story because it was it was it was a great story. Thank I will you do. so much, Travis. Thank you, thank you, thank you for shouting Josh out. You know we love Josh. Um, but yeah, even for just getting up here telling us your story and giving your perspective and opinion on it. You know, we love hearing feedback from you all. You definitely can, if for some reason you miss it one day, check it out on a podcast. So thank you so much for your support. No problem. You're welcome. And here's his bestie. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say it like that? (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the homie and the bestie. That's my my dude. No, but that, you know. I knew he was going to say something. What's going on, Josh? What's up? What's up? Good morning to you all. As as, as always, I love y'all. Y'all know that. Uh, shout out to my man, Trav. You my dude. You know that all day. Um, before before I even touch on the on the topic, I gotta we, we gotta clap it up for Shaq. Like if, if you don't if you don't give that woman that, that queen her just do it. I know she probably she jumped off her head, but listen, queen, keep doing what you're doing. In my opinion, you goat status. You know what I'm saying? You 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 a goat. You a goat in your own right, darling. So you keep pushing through anything that any of us can do to help you along the way. You know we got your back. But what she's doing and the way she talks and the energy, she shifts energy in the room. I'm not surprised that she's getting the success and reaching the heights that she's reaching because she shifts the energies when she's in the room. You feel what I'm saying? So I just want to applaud that queen for what she's doing. I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I'm on the road all day. So when we're done with the Breakfast Club, it's the first thing I'm going to turn on. So I just wanted to give her her flowers, her cigar her Tims, her Chucks, whatever it is that she need, I just wanted to give it to her from my heart to her so she just so that she know that she's appreciated and just keep on moving because she's yeah. dope. She dope. She 100% dope. You know keep what I'm saying? Keep going, Shaq. Keep going, Shaq. We love you. All day long. But I'm I'm all for this topic. I think this topic is, is, is definitely something to talk about. Like, you know, where, where I'm from, you know, uptown, North Philly, like we, we see it all day, right? We see people that have been in bad positions who have who have lost their potential, right? You know, we all in this life, God made us for a reason, right? We all got God's potential in us. And sometimes the devil tends to win, you know, and throws us off our path. So, you know, returning citizens deserve that second chance because once again, you never know what they went through. I know a couple of dudes that's still in jail for something they didn't do. You know, I know a bunch of dudes in jail because they should be, you feel what I'm saying? But when they come out, like everyone said, and I think Elijah's story resonated and I think it's, it's, it's super dope of Elijah to pay attention to the small things to then have the conversation. For you to look at my man's handwriting and seeing 
um, where he went to college at, that made you say, hmm, is something going on here? So we all got to have that same kind of due diligence to look at the little things and then have the conversation to say, okay, maybe you you do deserve this. Because once again, if you're a returning citizen or you not, some people just don't deserve an opportunity. It just is what it is. You feel what I'm saying? But I think we all need to look at each other as equals regardless in the beginning and then figure out what's best, not only for ourselves, our business, but also how we can help our community. Um, we got we got we got to band together. You know what I mean? I see too much I see too much hatred in the streets. Like right now, Philly wild. You know what I mean? I lost I lost somebody about a week and a half ago to these streets. You feel what I'm saying? So like it's a lot going on out here, and I think that if we if we surround ourselves with each other, we can help these brothers, we can help these sisters. You know, to 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 get out of these bad lanes so it doesn't happen in the first place. But if they do go through something, we got to be a support system in some way, shape, or form to help them. You know, get back to what life was supposed to be for them. So I'm all for I'm all for this topic. I appreciate y'all. You know, I love y'all, um, and I ain't gonna talk too much. Absolutely, and you know what, Josh? I wanted to add. Um Something that just popped in my mind when you were speaking was pretty much just like us as employers have to create a better mindset to where we are able to deal with these people. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they have been through some things and it doesn't matter who you're dealing with, even if you're dealing with, like I was saying, a retired hustler, anything like that. Just being able to communicate with them, um, just being able to communicate with them and uh, thank you, son. And, um, you know, help them get into a better position. And if you're going to do something, actually do it. And not just do it to say that you're, you know, oh, I help people that's giving them a second chance. But actually make their whole life better if you can. So, yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for that, Josh. Always coming up here showing love. You know, we greatly appreciate it. And be safe driving, too. Appreciate you as always. Have a good day. Hey, A, how are you? Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. I just wanted to come up here and uh, talk on this subject a little bit because um, it's it's definitely a second chance industry, and it's I think it's something that's really important. Uh, being on the factoring side, I mean, I get I, f- I feel like at least half of every of half of every application I get in these days has a uh, you know someone with a record on it. So I just kind of want to reach out to anyone out there who has you know something on their record doesn't have the most beautiful past. And you're afraid, you know, to reach out to a factoring company if you're looking for help. Just don't, you know, the things, don't be afraid of it because, you know, things that we see, we see it all the time. So if you have something on your past, like I said, don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, the worst thing they can do is say no, but I mean, I'll tell you more than not, you know, things that we look for is it's different than what you think. So if you are the retired hustler, you know, you have, certain things it's all right you know the the things that a factoring company looks for more so are things that are more so white collar that can be more dangerous to a factoring company than getting caught at the wrong place at the wrong time so anyone's out there you know don't be afraid to reach out for that help yes sir because we definitely need it from all areas we need to get them loads factored that's for sure <laughs> thank you for that a um, absolutely and there's also something you can do too if, if someone does have like a really, really, um, I guess, bad past. There's certain things you can do to set up your company that can really help you in that aspect. So if anyone ever is in that situation, you can definitely reach out to me and I can kind of give you some pointers on how to structure Well, give us one company. tip. Give us one tip, eh? So one thing is uh, you can do is if all your stuff is really recent, that's probably one of the biggest factors that 
you know, companies will look at when they're going to give you financing. That could be not just for factoring, but, you know, bank lines of credit, et cetera. So one thing you could do is if you have a trusted family member, let's say like an aunt or your mother or your grandma, or your, your grandfather, someone whose path is clean, what you can do is set up the company like in your LLC agreement. You can have them be the only ones on the company. That's why I said you have to trust them because you know, technically you won't be owner of the company, but if you set it up in their name, but you're actually running everything, you know, when they pull those reports and they check history, they're going to see theirs and not yours. So that's how you can kind of get, you know, your, in essence, your company through that way. Yep. That's a great tip. And then also I would say adding on to that, just make sure that you obviously get a power of attorney so that you're yes. able to do business on their behalf. That's a great tip. Thank you so much for that. No, you're welcome. Have a good day. Oh, I thought somebody unmuted. Hey, Courtney, how are you? Oh, well, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing good. What, can, what, what, you, what question you got? What What you want to bring to the yeah, table? Yeah, so I'm actually surprised that y'all um, I'm able to speak. I just want to say thank you for um, just allowing me to speak. And thanks to you guys for um, touching up on this subject. Um, I'm calling out of Indianapolis area. I really kind of tuned in late. My cousin kind of um, sent me this to tune in to. So I just want to say I appreciate that. And I'm not going to take up too much time. Um, I'm going to just dive right into it. I'm 29 years old. Um, I was incarcerated. And coming home, I had this vision for myself to not ever go back again. Never really wanted to go. And um, just being in that environment and having to work for, like, literally pennies, so I said to myself, all right, before I come home, I got to come up with a plan on what I'm going to do because I can't get out and work for more pennies. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, what can I do to, you know, set myself apart? Because I know it's going to be hard out there, you know, being in the city that I live in. It's not really a lot of second chances. So CDL was put into my lap or, you know, to my brain to think about. So when I got out, um, I got the book, I got some information, started studying. And then I went to a couple of resources in my city. And I don't know, I just seemed like, Cause you know, I got a lot of tattoos and, you know, face tattoos. So, you know, I kind of get already sized up. So when I walk in, you know, I kind of feel like, um, I got resources, but the trucking companies, they was telling me to reach out to seem to like put me in like a spiral. Like it was just going in a circle. Like they wanted me to do all this extra stuff. And I'm not going to lie. I know I'm like making excuses for myself, but it kind of got frustrating because it's like, man, why I got to go through all this hoops. But somebody that I know that didn't have, same background I had, didn't have to go through, you know, whatever, whatever. So, you know, um, I never really got back into it, got distracted and end up just, you know, getting back to the work field as far as just getting me a job. But I really do want to get into CDL trucking. And I know that that's probably going to be the best place for me as far as being independent and, you know, not having to work for nobody else because, you know, people like me just, you know, like y'all said, but I'm not going to take up too much. I'm really kind of nervous, but. Courtney, you're okay. You're okay. So you mentioned, you, I, I kind of um, lost you a little bit when after you said you got the book. So why, what is stopping you from going to get your CDL? Did um, you mention that? Yeah, what stopped me just kind of just been all over the place, just kind of uh-huh. just be coming back home and trying to get back readjusted into society. How long have you been out? Um, it's been over like a year now. Okay, reach out mm-hmm. to me in my DMs. I'm gonna put you in touch with somebody. Who okay. went through the exact same thing that you went through, and she's now a truck driver um, and has her own truck. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna connect you two, um, or you can text the number that's in my bio too. 
Um, and just text me with your name and I'll call her and then we'll definitely get on the phone together and see, cause you, I, I think she could definitely help to mentor you, you know, yeah. help you help guide you in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Possibly can, I don't know, work for her. I don't, I don't know, but I definitely want to connect you with her. So just wow. yes. Thank you so much. You're I definitely welcome. tap in with you. Thank you again for letting me speak. Yes, girl. You're welcome. Come up anytime. Yes, ma'am. Y'all have <laughs> a good one. Keep you on too. inspiring people. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hey, Rashawn. I was going to kind of speak on just, I mean, that example that right there you gave, man, because that transition, a lot of times it's hard, you know, coming from after doing a certain amount of time and stuff like that. And a lot of people, and, and it goes back to kind of like what you just said earlier about from the, uh, the one that's providing the jobs and stuff like that, like, it takes patience and it takes a little bit of understanding. Like, you know, this person is coming out of this setting or this lifestyle and to actually give them a chance, but actually like kind of groom them in the process of just like what you did to her. You know what I mean? I, I that, cause that transition is so hard at times. You know what I mean? Cause the first thing that when something go wrong with someone that's coming out and stuff like that is, you know, I'm going back to what, what, what I know or what I used to do. You know what I mean? But, but, but they can actually be groomed. And it actually takes, you know, for for someone that's, and I'm not saying for 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 the person that's providing the job or nothing like that to, to to cater them, but also you know just just sit there and kind of groom them because they could be the best at, you know, whatever they put their mind to, just like anybody else. You know what I mean? So my focus is always a transition. You know what I mean? And 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 just to help guys that's in that situation. You know what I mean? Because I don't care for the situation, so I know how hard it can be at times. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's what that's what I that's what I was kind of wanting to touch on. And you just kind of put the icing on the cake as far as just the communication and seeing, you know, because clearly, unless it was for yes, unless it was for something, you know, wrong place, wrong time type thing. A lot of times, young black men, at least, you know, all people really, if they go to jail for certain things, they go for trying to probably help their family or it's because the environment that they grew up in. So they, at this point, oh Lord, at this point, possibly have already changed their mindset. So you could come in and provide some sort of mentorship to just to help the transition be even easier. Cause like you said, most times they say, I could just go back to doing the same thing that I was doing. You know, I have friends like that, that are in and out. So that's, that's, that's a good point. Thank you for touching on that, Rashawn. What's up? Oh, go ahead. I just jumped back in. I caught the last part of what he was saying. It's critical, though. People feel recidivism plays a lot into that. People feel they don't feel no hope. They don't feel. But when they have an opportunity, so like Delana was saying, you know, she exposes to, uh, you know, transportation, which is uh, endless possibilities. And they are able to see and apply the hustle that, you know, they might have did incorrectly the first time around. And they're able to do, you know, legally and see the money, you know, they'll go. But I mean, you, you just a lot of times people feel like there's no hope. That's why I heard Elijah talk about the guy dropped his head and dropped his shoulder. Because a lot of people, as soon as they see that, that's their reason. They don't want to hire you in the first place. He probably so you gave have him. been through that so many times. Yeah, he probably had been through it so many times. And I mean, yeah, you're right. So if you could give somebody a hope or avenue. And then, you know, they can see better and they know better, they'll do better. I'm a firm believer of that. But I think that's, that's, that's another thing to call a lot. 
business and I got to maintain my business as well but at the same time you know I want to uplift you and show you how to get this you know what I mean I was talking to a guy one day and he was like man I'll lease up on you and I was like look man you lease up on me I'm gonna train you though I'm gonna train you how to get your own though you know what I mean and, that, and, and that's kind of the goal I see you know what I mean because I know I mean my last bid I did 10 I've been out for you you know what I mean so like I know how hard it is you know what I mean so I just want to I just want to encourage help Whatever I can do, but at the same time, you know, I mean, I understand. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah, that's amazing. Hey, mm-hmm. can y'all What's hear up, me? Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, you know, this second chance thing, take advantage of it. Um, you know, I feel like personally myself, I do my best work when I'm under pressure. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, take advantage of it. I think a lot of people. Uh, don't take advantage of it um, and, and go for it. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you set your mind to it, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't get discouraged when it get hard. Just keep pushing forward. Um, and that, I, Courtney is the reason I really said that. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? So you can feel right. it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for that, Roshan, as well, and giving your insight. That's what, that was the whole reason on me even wanting to open this discussion up because I just felt like somebody was going to be able to help somebody else. So your testimony and everything that you went through, you know what I'm saying, and just how you're getting it now is just, you know, you can't go nowhere from up. You can't go nowhere but up from from here. So keep up the good work. Um, who we got next? Our brother. Hey, Adrian. Hey, what's going on, family? Chilling, chilling. What you got going on? Um, down here with you. I'm picking up in College Park. About to get back home. Um, uh, where you at? We about to pull up. We about to pull up. I will give you that info in a little minute. But um, All right. yeah, I just I just wanted to say um, in regards to a second chance, it's like a third chance for me. Um, I I, I wanted to give a shout out to people who deal and struggle with drug and alcohol, um, substance abuse. You know, that's another another um, another part that keeps us down, another deterrent, um, aside from just being incarcerated. A lot of people struggle with um, or have struggled with, you know, addiction, you know, alcoholism. And sometimes when you hit rock bottom, you don't think it's a way to get out of that place. And um, I just want to encourage all the brothers and sisters who, who deal with um, that as a setback as well, um, just to know that there's hope. And you can grow from that place. Um, I had a situation maybe about nine years ago that um, knocked me down. You know, I, I got back on my feet by the grace of God. And, um, you know, trucking, like I said, is a third chance for me to do something totally different. You know, it's just it's, it's like glory to glory to glory. But um, I just want to encourage you for going through that and um, to let you know that there's, there's, there's a way out through this trucking, through this logistics. There's so many different avenues. You know, there's, there's hope here. That's it. Wow. And, um, I'm gonna be. That's that's my brief and be gone moment. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Adrian, I'm gonna have to call you after this because I felt like I feel like you said that for a reason. So I'm gonna have to call you on the side side and oh, talk, yeah, about, the talk about it. But yeah, um, thank you for that as well. Yeah, yeah. Moving right along as always. Hey, Al, how are you? 
hanging in there. Thank you for picking up for me. Absolutely. Would you like to touch on this subject? It was my subject was um, the second chance. Uh, I did one of the second chances. My company is, uh, I, oh, yeah, we can't really say that. But uh, I employed uh, some drivers, too, from my company. And I had a the driver I employed, looked at his background, was whistle clean. He had, he had some troubles from another trucking company. But I paid it on mine because, you know, he was a stand-up person in my eyes. I went on a road with him, drove around with him, ride with him for a week in the truck with him. Then I put him out on his own. Next thing down the road. He put sugar in my tank and bounce and leave the truck in the yard. Oh, no. Al, you can't wow. leave out like this today. <laughs> why? Why? What was that? Was he disgruntled for some reason? What happened? Uh, now, I have another partner that runs my northeast side in New York from where we originated from. That's where our company's originated from. So he must have had a run that he didn't like or whatever, perhaps or whatever. I don't know what took chance, but by the time I got into the conversation, it was all the blink, blink, blinks and the blink, blink, blink. And then the next thing you know, I got a blink, blink truck. Oh, man. So sometimes with the second chances, yeah, they look so good and you want to give them that. But you really got to really like dig deep in their mind and you got to play mind tricks on them and do little scenarios with them just to see if they slip back into that addictive or uh, 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 criminal mind thinking. But honestly, I think people are people, so I can't even put that on somebody that was like second chance or locked up before. Like some people are just really, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, vengeful like that is just like weird. You just yeah. like, why would you even take it to that level? Like, yeah, it's like what yeah. the truck do, or like what did I do when I I never was always but fit, and I gave you exactly what you wanted for pay, exactly to the dime you asked for, I gave it to you. Yeah, sometimes it's like miscommunication. I'm like, oh man, I didn't know you mean that. My bad. So can I drive next week? And it's like, you just put sugar in my tank. You know, it's just like, some people react too quick, but oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh man, I don't even know so what to say to that. That kind of, and it was right during like the beginning of the cold, right when the the hype was up and it was plenty of loads out there. So it was like, he just kind of just took me out the wind. Like, like really like that. Wow. And I just, I just can't, like, I can't, like sometimes I, I now I'm like back, going to be start doing the higher end again. And it's now it's like, I'm real, like, I'm real shady on, like, hiring. Like, now I see one little hiccup. I'm like, nah. Nope. So I I might. Yeah, you have to protect your company as well. Hmm? You have to protect your company as well. Yes. Yes. Because they'll take it away for vindictive reasons that you can't control or how they mind think. They'll take that away from you. People will just take that away. They don't know how hard you struggle. How you how you got there? Because I'm I've I've been to prison, but I term I've been in that whole hustle life. I did my time. I came home. I took my money that I put away, and I started everything else up. I lost my vision. I was a truck driver. I lost my vision to a generic disease, and this is where I started a company because I loved it. I was in it out in the field. I loved it. I met people. I was on the road. I seen all kind of states and everything, and met so many people on the road that I didn't want to give it up. So I just you know formed my own company, but just hiring certain people and hiring these drivers that we're looking for to do us right, to help us grow. It's really taking a like backyard hit on me sometimes. Yeah. But you know, sometimes that's, that's all part of trucking. I'm sure everybody up here would agree with me. You know, the best mm-hmm. drivers is that's just all part of it. And you'll have a good driver come and they'll come and work for you, you know, for a certain amount of time or whatever, hopefully for a long period of time. 
It'll all work itself out, but I just wanted to say thank you for coming up and sharing that because you're right. Second chances is not just about giving someone that was formerly incarcerated or any type of situation a second chance, but also do you give your driver a second chance when they do something great? You know, so thank you so much for telling that story. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. All right, everybody. It's about that time. Definitely want to go around and see. I know Lakeisha is busy. I don't think she's going to be able to come tell what she, her ending remarks today. But let's move around the room. Desi, what do you think about today's topic? What do you want to leave the people with? Hey, it was a powerful, um, powerful topic. Um, you know, definitely it resonated and touched on with me. Um, my goal, um, other than what I'm doing for profit, um, is to start a nonprofit. Actually, um, how we started, what has now turned into the breakfast club was myself and another guy was looking at doing a nonprofit live, you know, doing a nonprofit so that we could um, put people on that's you no, know, I call it fallen soldiers, you know, to fall as human, you know, to get back up is divine. So, I mean, just cause some, I like to be, you know, part of the, solution in terms of helping people get back on their feet. Um, I did it for myself um, just out of sheer determination, but um, I know the process. I know the struggles in terms of people wanting to slam doors on you. Um, last but not least, I feel that in, it's, it's one of the last forms of slavery. I mean, people do put themselves in that. No, nope, I feel the really, same way. You really don't have any rights. Um, and man, the U.S. incarcerates more people than any, anybody else in the world. So it's, it's not that rehabilitating, but um, what it did, you know, it gave me a time to be still, really think and prioritize. And man, I value family and freedom over everything now. So, and I want to, you know, I try to mentor and help other people, you know, just, hey man, see that, you know, see that same light that I saw. I sure saw the light. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good, Desi. Thank you so much. And thank you for giving your, all your insight on today's topic. Henry, what would you like to leave today? Um, I like to say, like, this this is actually a great topic. And I definitely want to, you know, shout out Shaq again. Make sure you go check that uh, Truck and Hustle interview. It was it was crazy. I know everybody talk about supporting Shaq. But one of the things that, you know, she was asking for was that directory. And so... Um, what, what we're trying to do is get everybody into a directory spreadsheet. So when she's in these rooms that she could recommend, you know, some of us as being those carriers. And we're going to try to do that under that uh, the Black Truckers Association umbrella. So uh, make sure you go to blacktruckersassociation.org. Go ahead and fill out that form and try to get on that that carrier list. Um, I think um, the deadline is probably like the 20. 29th is where she actually it, got it. Will probably be, it'll probably be ongoing. No, it will be ongoing, but she actually got it. She actually got to meet that um so she can kind of try to present this as like it's on a 29th so we're trying to get a nice list you know 50 to 100 carriers with with three to four you know more pieces of equipment but even if you got less than that put your name down and we're you know we're going to reach out we're just trying to get the directory beefed up so she can show that there's professional minority business owners that um that they can do business with when they're doing the international freight perfect thank you so much for that Bree. what you want to leave with today hey the topic was dope um, I loved it. Uh, it was very, you know, inspiring to hear some of y'all that's um, still driven. 
Um, and for the ones that's like I said earlier, the ones that feel a little defeated, just keep going. Um, you know, we took a loss too last week um, with a good friend, and it, it, he was taking his second t- a chance. Um, might have even been his third, fourth, and he still was, you know, picking himself up, and he was, you know, still moving forward and doing the things he needed to do. Um, and his life was cut short because, you know, hate. Uh, but just keep going in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like hearing y'all stories uh, and make y'all feel that much realer. Um, but on that note, it was good talking to y'all today, and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Yes, absolutely, Bree. Let's not forget about our brother. Delaney, what you want to leave us with today? Um, a great discussion, and um, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I know um, for my older brother, he... Um, you know, that's how he was able to get out of the lifestyle that he was living, you know, you know, and um, turn his hustle <laughs> into something legitimately. Um, so, you know, trucking was the, his first venture and, you know, and then it opened up opportunities for him to get into the real estate um, and that sort of thing. So now he's wanting to uh, get back into trucking since he sees that, you know, I'm doing it. Um, and then, like I said, I'm getting ready to also bringing in my little brother. So um, this is something that is definitely near and dear to my heart. So I, I really enjoyed it. Wow. I love y'all. This conversation it just got me all emotional, <laughs> but no, this was a great conversation. Thank you. Everyone who came in, listened, gave their feedback, gave things that they've been through, advice, gems, everything. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to Nathan. This is his first day listening so I wanted to shout out to him. If you want to listen back, oh, y'all's niece is about to cut up. If you want to listen back, definitely um, go look us up on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Look up the Trucking Breakfast Club and you will find us there. As you know, we'll be back in the morning at 9 a.m. And we look forward to seeing you there. Have a great day.